Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Love in Times podcast. With economic development and urbanization come various problems and one of them is garbage. Sadly, India is turning into one big garbage dump. The problem is assuming gigantic proportions and the numbers are staggering. Urban India is the world's third largest garbage generator and by 2050, waste is expected to rise up to 436 million tons. Our guest today is Richard Dias, founder and VP Business Development at Flycatcher Technologies, a startup which provides solutions to turn food and kitchen waste into ready-to-use cooking gas for homes and institutions. Recognized by the Department of Biotechnology, Government of India, Flycatcher Technology is among the five best technologies in India for biomethanation. It has won the Swachh Bharat Grand Challenge 2018 for the patented new Rhino Biodigester and selected to be among the top 100 startups of Maharashtra. Hi Richard and welcome. Um, I gave a small introduction about the garbage problem in, That's right. uh, in, you know, in the world and especially in India and you're the, just the right person to talk to us about this problem. Uh, sure, yeah, it is It it is a problem. There's no doubt about it. Uh, the good news, though, is, Maria, that I think a lot is being done about it, uh, especially in India, uh, with with the whole Swachh Bharat movement. Right. Uh, I think that was one of the, uh, that was something that's really credible uh, from the Prime Minister, because it's a top-down uh, initiative. And it's kind of ensuring that, you know, every city, every state, every, uh, you know, village uh, is being pushed to clean up. And, and rightly so. I mean, you know, uh, cleanliness, I think, is, is, has been uh, part of India's culture. Uh, if, you look, if you look at a few generations yes, ago, somewhere down the line, we lost the plot. 
Uh, I mean, let's not go too far. If you look at Goa, right? Right. I mean, you go a couple of generations back, and Goa was pristine. It was beautiful. It's not that people didn't live here. And when people live, there is waste generated. So it's not that we didn't generate waste. It's just that we looked after our, our waste, waste and, and we, we managed that waste. Yeah, we, we lived a sustainable life, right? And not just us. I think, you know, globally, most cultures lived sustainable lives. Uh, also, you know, it's, uh, I think, natural that we want to, uh, you know, we want development, we want uh, to improve quality of life. And uh, sometimes in that bargain, we, we kind of mess a few things, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so the, the basic point we need to understand is that, uh, you know, people talk about waste. Uh, I don't believe there is anything called waste. Uh, you know, waste uh, for one is wealth for another, right. right? They're all resources. We just need to figure out how can we best use these resources, right? So uh, I always believe that, you know, uh, the one thing that we need to, that could change everything is, uh, and, and the anecdote that I always remember is, you know, my mom used, when we were growing up, uh, it used to be a hot summer and we used to run to the fridge and, you know, chug the water bottle mm -hmm. from the fridge mm -hmm. and it would be left on the dining table and we would run out back to play, right, especially during the summer vacations. And she would scream, who the hell is going to fill that water bottle mm -hmm. back again, right? I think all mothers... Uh, all mothers were, have gone through this, right? Yes. I, I'm, I'm sure, right? And it, so, but that's exactly what we're doing with the planet, right? We're just taking what we want from it and not putting it back. Right? So unless we can replenish, uh, the problems are only going to multiply. And garbage is just the you know, uh, tip of the, tip iceberg. Of the iceberg. So I living a sustainable life is, I think, what is something that we need to look at in a more broader perspective. But yes, waste is definitely one area where we need to get better to understand how to manage it. You just said that you know we have been doing a lot, especially the government, in this area, so it's really happening, um, Richard, to your, that we are on the right track, but I think it has to be an effort from everyone, not just the government and not just A and B and C. Absolutely. I think everyone from A to Z needs to do that. You, 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 know, you really hit the nail on the head. Uh, it takes two hands to clap, Absolutely. right? So yes, there are efforts from the government, but, and I was, you know, uh, talking to a couple of uh, folks uh, earlier today it itself uh, who had come, you know, to discuss an issue they're having in their uh, little community. And I said, yes, the you know, people want, when they see a black spot, they want the black spot to be cleaned up, mm -hmm. right? But, okay, you know, they use whatever influence they have and they get it cleaned up. What happens is two days later that black spot is back again because you have to find the root cause of why that black spot is being generated and try and eradicate that. Only then it will become a sustainable effort. So that's exactly what I'm saying, that the government can do the cleanups, right? The government can bring legislation. The government the can put, put the policies in place. in place, give you infrastructure. But if we don't use it, and if we don't, if we don't support it, and if we don't, we don't uh, you know, work with the government, uh, nothing can work, right? Nothing is going to happen. So again, if you go uh, earlier, you know, there used to be a time when there used to be bins on the road. We've always seen yes, bins on the road. Yes. But we've grown up, at least, you know, uh, my generation for sure would know that those bins were always overflowing. Yes. Right. And we would always blame the government. And even I did. Right. And we all thought 
you know, why are they cleaning this thing? But today, working with waste, I realize <coughs> that the moment you mix waste, there is only one solution, is to put it in a landfill. Right? There is no other way that you can take care of mixed waste. So the moment you mix waste, that waste becomes useless, especially if it gets contaminated with organic. Mm -hmm. So when you mix wet and dry, you know, organics is what we call wet waste, so your food and kitchen waste. Uh, when you mix that with dry waste, it's very hard to get that dry waste recycled. Right? Mm -hmm. So, so uh, the first step, and that's where each individual can contribute is to ensure that they are segregating to the best possible way. Definitely in two ways where organics and the dry the factions dry. are kept separate and then at a community level you can go into more factions. We'll t I mean, you know, we'll go there uh, in, a, in a while. But as you were saying that, the government is definitely doing a lot. I mean, look at us in Goa, we, we set up one of the best, you know, waste treatment plants in the country. Uh, credit uh, again uh, to the then government. They've now expanded that capacity. Uh, it's now going to treat some 250 uh, tons per day. This is another plant being set up in South Goa. There are a number of initiatives in each city and I know because I'm working closely with, with the authorities uh, who are setting up, uh, like us, there are many industries that are setting up biomethanation plants, they're setting up MRF facilities. So of course, Goa, you know, is doing a lot and, and, I, can, and I can tell you that so are, you know, so is every other city and state trying to do stuff uh, to, to resolve this issue from the government's point of view. But unless we do each individual each of us start contributing back, uh, you know, to making that possible. Uh, it's not going to happen. We, 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 we'll just keep going round in circles. In circles. Now, talking about going back, uh, a little bit about you. You, uh, you qualified as an engineer, you went into events, you set up Big yeah. FM in Goa. Yes, uh, that I, was, right? I was one of the, launch, on the launch team, yeah. Right, and then into garbage and yeah. waste management. Uh, yes. Take us through it very quickly. Uh, let us know the fun part of it as well. You know, so we, we always say, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. I, looking back, I think that's been my trajectory. Uh, I've always done what I've loved. Mm -hmm. uh, on the flip side, I become a rolling stone. Uh, but uh, I, I believe it's always been for the best. Uh, when I connect the dots backward, they've all been, you know, they've been great learning experiences. So yes, I started off, uh, you know, I trained as an engineer. I sailed on, on merchant ships, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, you know, it, it, it kind of opened my mind to the world. Uh, you visited so many countries. I was fortunate to, uh, you know, be on, on board a vessel uh, that actually carried an exhibition. Uh, to, to about 190 countries. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a fantastic experience, a, a lot of learning. Uh, when I came back to Goa, because I wanted to be with the family, uh, there weren't as many opportunities in that engineering space, uh, which I was in. Uh, my other passion was events and entertainment, mm -hmm. uh, which I did right from my college days. So it started actually quite, uh, you know, organically. I, I remember I was taking my younger, uh, my now my older son, uh, my sorry, my older son, who's, uh, who was then very young. Uh, I was taking my older son for a walk uh, in, in, in one of the, pan in the park, uh, the Garcia de Orta. Mm -hmm. Uh, 20 years ago, uh, for those who would remember, that uh, garden had got overgrown 
it was in a it was in shambles you said the word uh, there was all kinds of nefarious activities that were happening oh, yes. inside Definitely. and it was a scare because when i walked with my son into that park i didn't i couldn't let him you know we had to walk out straight away and i was very fortunate to have then met uh, a, a, a college mate of mine who had just then taken over as the commissioner of the city and a very dynamic uh, bureaucrat uh, mr sanjeev rodrix and i and i you know approached him and i said look you know this is terrible and he said uh, what do you want to do uh, you know is there something you can do so i said why don't we create a kind of a music event you know mm -hmm. and uh, it'll you know liven up the space more people will come in and one thing led to the other of course he he gave us he said you know do it you have my permission and i made a few friends i was already with all india radio because i loved being on the radio the radio has always been a you know uh, 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 i mean it, it's it's been a very exciting space for me uh, so i was with all india radio i met a few friends we got together and we literally put up a free music show in the park everybody contributed to it i didn't spend a single dime i okay. just gave my time people brought in sound people uh, people like remo played people like uh, you know bondo played uh, lucio miranda played hema sardesai sang these are big names and none of them took a dime they did it for the city of panjim yes the, yes this was this was this was in in early 2000 and with that came together something called together for panjim yes. so a lot of folks you know said hey let's get together and do something and then there were a lot of exciting things that the city got started with and i was thunk yeah, in the center of it all yeah. and that's what led to saying hey, hey this is good fun let me do this and then you know because people saw me doing this then corporates came to me and said hey why don't you do our event as well so that's how i got into events i was already into radio and they all just merged together so i spent the next 10 years of my life doing events and entertainment and yeah finally while i was doing events in entertainment and again because i was involved with the city of panjim and uh, the city of panjim i come back to the point of waste uh, faced this huge problem back then when uh, we lost the landfill which we had at kurka mm -hmm. because the wall around it broke uh, and the waste tumbled down into the village mm -hmm. and the villagers came in you know and said you know we are not going to let you dump any more waste and i call this a tale of two cities because there was panjim yeah. who decided and we were led by two very able people we had a great uh, a, a, a politician who was leading us then manohar parikar who was our mla and mr sanjit rodrix who was the commissioner they they, they gelled as a fantastic team so you know there were a lot of people who who were also contributing uh, i know patricia pinto was part of it clinton was used to contribute uh, raya shankwalkar uh, rita joshi modi there were a lot of people heta uh, pandit uh, there were there were tons of people talula and lot of people came together and said how do we solve this problem and the what came to be was we said let's instead of dumping waste let's start segregating waste and panjim in 2000 started segregation when the country didn't know what segregation was and we said we'll become a landfill free city whereas another city and i won't name it mm -hmm. decided okay we don't have this landfill let's go and put in another lamp, landfill and they created another landfill right mm -hmm. uh panjim recreated itself and over the last 20 years i think it's it's a success story as far as waste goes the the center for science and uh, you know environment has written about panjim city they have you know uh, shown it as as one of the case studies of you know good practices in waste management a model city would you say a model city yeah. but waste is not uh, static right. right it's dynamic That's so 
uh, you know, when when political affiliations change, uh, when when bureaucrats change, uh, you've got to start the process all over all again. again. Uh, but fortunately, you know, as I said, because we've got this whole thing happening from the top, I think things are already falling into place. Panjim is definitely one of the better cities when it comes to waste management. So because of that, I got kind of, you know, involved in waste management. Yes. And I fell in love with it. I said, this is what I need to contribute to because it's, it's very fulfilling. And I got an opportunity to then be on the team that set up the first waste management plant in Saligao and lead that plant. So I headed it for two years as part of the HWD team and learned so much about waste. And it also then, you know, kind of gave me a draw to go back into engineering. So yeah, so then I moved, I met my partner on a, on a symposium at IIT Mumbai and we kind of hit it off. And, you know, then Flycatcher came to be and yeah, now here's where we are, we're setting up biodigesters. So, so it sounds like <laughs> you keep falling in love very often, is that true? I love to fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... Love, love, love is the greatest gift, right? I it mean, is. There's, there's nothing wrong in falling it in is. love. It is, and, yeah, I, and yeah. I think that love needs to spread. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Recently, we have seen so much of hatred around and so much of anger. It yeah. leads to anger and and then you know destruction no, so I, yeah, I'm yeah. so glad you spoke about love because we love doing this and yeah. we are so happy that you're on our show okay uh, back to garbage and it sounds horrible but yes back to garbage uh, what exactly do you do in waste management I mean everyone uses the word very loosely right so I'm managing my waste so what exactly Yes, you, I, I think that's a very relevant question. So waste is a huge topic, it you is. know. In fact, one of the things that occurred to me when you said we're going to do a 30-minute show is I said, you know, we, we should stick to just one category in waste. And you, you, can, you can actually do a whole series of waste management right. because there's so much uh, that, you know, needs to be uh, spoken about within this. The, and it's an important subject. But I'll just quickly uh, take you over. So when you say waste, as I said, there is no concept called waste. We call it waste because we don't want, we don't it, want it, right? right? But it is what we consider waste is a resource for someone else. And that's the way that we need to look at it. The whole world is now calling it a circular economy, mm -hmm. right? So if, if we can, uh, you know, if everything ha is, is in the circular economy, then there's no waste left because what you uh, reject, somebody else use as resource and that just keeps going on and you don't have any rejects left. So, 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 you know, that's the cycle that we need to follow. So that's the best way to do it. The other point is that, you know, uh, someone very wise came up with the three R's, yes. right? Uh, unfortunately, uh, we always, you know, gravitate towards the third R, which is recycle. You know, there's so much spoken about recycle. Everybody talks about recycle. Recycle seems to be this mantra. What happened to reduce and reuse? You know, and that's the most important one. We first need to reduce, right? So do everything in your, in, you know, whatever you can to try and bring down the amount of waste that you generate. It has two benefits. One, of course, for the planet, mm -hmm. but two is for your purse. Because remember, what you're wasting is something that you've paid for. You know, it didn't come free to you. True. You paid for it, whatever it is. Even if it is a packet that you're throwing out and you've eaten the chips, you've not paid for the, only the chips, you've also paid, paid for, for that, that packet, packet, right? So whatever you're throwing out, remember, is something that you've paid for. So if you can reduce the amount you paid, uh, the amount you throw out, you're obviously reducing the amount that you're spending. Yes. So it's going to benefit your purse too. So it's not just for the planet, it's also for your purse, right? 
So if we can start reducing, and there are some very simple techniques to do this, right? It's, it doesn't require rocket science. It just needs you to introspect, look at what you're doing, and figure out a nicer way to do it. It's not always the easiest way. Sometimes, initially, it costs you a little more, or it may, needs you to take a little more trouble. Can you give us an example? So a simple thing, right? All of us today love walking into a supermarket. Yeah. And we pick up stuff from the shelves, put it into our bags, right. and come home. And at the end of it, we, we, we have a basket full of trash. Yes. Because, you know, you'll cut open all those packets of rice, whatever. I'm talking just general groceries that you yeah. bring for the house. Yeah. How did we do it Early. 15 years ago? Right? We went to the market. There was a little store. He wrapped it in a poodle, yeah. right? which was a, a newspaper made into a cone shape and tied yeah. with a string. Right? All of it, very, uh, I mean, you know, that, that would kind of just degrade into the earth and not, not too much of, uh, you know, uh, remnants left behind. You bring it home, you put it into your jar and you take it home. So one is, just go back to that, right? Just go back to buying local. Take your jars to the market. If you have to go, take your jars to the market. And there are stores now that are selling wholesale in, in, you know, products. Try and identify those stores. So the simplest one, we live in India. We don't need to look too far. Just go to your local market right. and there will be enough of people who will be happy to put it into your jar and give it to you, right? So carry your own containers, go to the market and bring it back. Even when you go to buy things like fish and meat, take a container with you or take your own plastic bags so that you can reuse them, right? right. So these things will help you reduce the amount of waste that you put into your into your trash bin so if you if you you know can do a little audit of your trash bin i always tell people the challenge the litmus paper test is ask your two-year-old to put their hand into your waste bin and be comfortable with it right if you can do that then you're great so how does this work what are you saying so is is paper contamin is paper contaminant no Plastic is not contaminant. Glass is not contaminant. Uh, I mean, if, if your kid had to touch any of this, you wouldn't really mind. Why do you mind it? Because you've got gunk in it as well. Right? Right. Uh, so if your kid can't touch it, the, why... Uh, you're talking about the dry waste. I'm talking about the dry waste. Yes. So we'll, we'll come to the wet waste bit, right? But your dry waste, so if you can separate your dry waste in a way, and it's, it's the most human thing to do because the reason I use a child is because everybody, you know, yes, then, yes, then it gets very, very possessive and very protective. But why should another human being have to touch your rubbish? And they do, right? Somebody comes yes. to your door and takes that waste and then he's got to handle it. He's a human being just like us. He may have had less opportunities or he may be in that economic situation for whatever reasons, right? But it gives us no right to abuse him. Very true. Right? So we can, the least we can do is at least be respectful by ensuring that what's in that bin is something that we wouldn't mind touching either. Okay. Right? So that's, that's what I'm saying. So the moment you do that, right, you, you, you've already achieved the first step. And once you do that, you can audit it, right? Once you, because, you know, the moment I tell somebody audit it, they're like, yuck, what do you want us to audit a waste bin? But I'm saying step one, why yuck? Don't make it yuck. Keep it, keep it something that you don't mind touching, you don't mind, you know, interacting with. You, you put it in the bin. You shouldn't have a problem pulling it out either, right? So keep it clean. And we can discuss 
you know, there are, for example, a milk packet, you know, how do I clean it? There are ways to do it, right? And all of us know it. We just have to apply a little bit. You can either put a little bit of hot water in it, rinse it, and it, it's clean enough. I don't have too much of water. Take a, a napkin or a tissue and, and wipe it. There are so many ways that one can do it, but keep it clean so that the next person doesn't find it, it. It takes a lot of time and effort and we all love the easy way out, right? So, so that's what I'm saying, right? But the easy way is costing us. I see. Right? It is. And it's not just costing us, it's going to cost our kids more. Because look, we are here to populate the planet for an, you know, a finite number of years. We need to leave it to the next generation in a way that it was better than when we received it. We're doing just the reverse, right? So there's, you know, somebody, again, a very wise man said, we, ha we, we haven't inherited this from our forefathers, we borrowed it from our kids, right. right? Let's give it back to them in a way that, you know, or better than we received it. So that's where I'm coming from. Yes, it, it takes a little effort, but you know, it's not that much of effort. I've been doing it for the last, uh, I think at least 15 years. I don't even know how long I've been doing it. And I even did this when I was living in Mumbai on a project and I was single. It doesn't matter. It doesn't take time. It just requires... And I always believe that waste, managing waste, does not need too much of technology. It just needs a mindset change. Right? The moment we can change the way we look at it, the solutions will come to us. So it's really simple. We just need to want to make that difference. You know, you spoke about plastic bags, and I, I remember um, there is this, uh, I don't know, It's I think it is just basic knowledge that people, we Indians basically have, that anywhere else in the world, people throw their plastic bags out, but Indians <laughs> do not throw yeah, the plastic we, we, we treasure. We keep it. Yeah, Even yeah. behind the kitchen door, oh, yeah. under, the, under yeah. the sink. Yeah, we wrap it so into small empty. things and put plastic in plastic in plastic. And we use it and we use it. And we use it. So a lot of, a lot of people... one good practice that we have. So two things here. Right. You're, you're absolutely right. As Indians, we're very thrifty. Right. Yeah. So in, in more ways than one and, and many households. So for example, you know, we, we throw le a lot less out. Mm -hmm. But my question is, why are you generating so much of plastic in that case? If you're reusing it, you should have just taken that plastic bag back to the uh, store, right? But we don't do it. We, 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 we collect it yes. with the hope that we will use we'll it. We'll use it, yes. But we don't use it. We use it to throw stuff out. So we'll put it into our bin as a liner, yeah. and then we'll put gunk in it, and we'll chuck it out, right? But what we're doing is we're sending gunk with that plastic into the, into the earth, right? So we don't really use it in the way it's meant to be used. Uh, when we go to the market, we'll ask him for three plastic bags more. Right? Aning don dire, aning teen dire, right? Uh, why not just carry a bag? Why not carry a cloth bag? Why not make one at home? You know, there are so many fun ways to do it. You're right, it takes a little effort, but uh, it's well worth it, right? Because when you think about it, uh, it's what you're doing for your kids. Uh, and you ask any parent, they're willing, you know, to, to climb the high mountains for their kids. Yeah. Why aren't we? Why aren't we doing enough to leave our kids with a better, better future? Yes. Right. So, so that's that's that's. I think you know the the point that we need to keep repeating, and get people to understand that it's really simple. The moment you segregate your waste, you have, you know, solved a large part of the problem. But most importantly, reduce your waste. Keep questioning yourself. Why am I? Why am I generating so much? And can I generate less? And as I said, it'll, it'll benefit you in two ways. It'll yes. benefit the planet. Yes. It'll also benefit your purse. You know, just recently, about two, three days ago, I watched this 
a documentary on the fashion industry and how they are contributing to the waste problem yeah. the world over mm -hmm. and how because of fast fashion today we are buying outfits at an average um, I think one outfit a month yeah very often and, and yeah. we we often we wear it maybe 10 times right. or maximum I think and then it's out yeah. and how that that causes problems so yes what you have said makes so much of sense that yeah. first try to reduce try to reduce which yeah. we yeah. don't do it and it's you know uh, fas fashion is is uh, so for, for, for someone who is on television, right, or someone who is on, on silver screen, uh, it's absolutely uh, perfect for them to have an outfit every day, forget a month, because that's their job, to look pretty mm -hmm. so that you can feel happy when you watch them in the evening, right? Mm -hmm. But that's their job. For the rest of us, that's not our job, right? Yeah. And, and really, does it count? I mean, I can understand when you're going for a party and you want something special, mm -hmm. right? But you know, uh, going over the top sometimes is not essential and as long as you're comfortable I think that's more important right so you need a new outfit every time you fall in love I'm deeply in love with with, with whatever I wear so it takes yes. a long time for me what to for me to I, I'm not really a very fa fashion conscious person uh, yes I like to dress well whenever I can but I'm not I'm definitely not a fashion conscious person uh, I don't have a problem I, 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 I like people who dress smart and I think it, it's an important part of life but you don't need you know, to be at the cutting edge of fashion, uh, to be smart, right? Uh, I think you can, you know. You can still you, change. Your it's what you ca It's how you carry. It. You can be a trendsetter. I think that's even more important, right? You can be a trendsetter by wearing what you're comfortable with and, mix and, and carrying it well. You can definitely be a trendsetter and uh, yeah, use your creative sense yeah. to you know uh, make it look nicer, make it look better. Uh, if you again, if you if you look at if you look at a generation ago right and exactly what you said so the fashion industry is not just clothes but also footwear right so uh, a generation ago footwear would if, if it broke or if something went wrong go with it you'd go to the cobbler or the mochi right there are a few guys sitting down the street but they, but they really don't have too much of work because not many people go, go to go, go back to them to to uh, you know restitch or re-glue re their their shoes because we're, we're used to buying cheaper footwear all right which we don't mind throwing away and that's creating a pile of mess yes so invest in something i always say i would rather buy something a little more expensive which will last me a lot longer rather than buying something uh you know which which will kind of wear out really quickly right. and i'll have to chuck it away so even though it is cheaper so yeah but these are balances again you know these are things that we need to kind of consciously make an uh, effort of uh, in an effort to reduce so if you're throwing out a lot of clothes then you need to question yourself and ask yourself why am i throwing it out and this is money that could be in my pocket i could do so many better things with it yes and if you remember i mean our, our parents our grandparents Clothes were never thrown out. Yeah, they were made they were into pieces, piece, cut into pieces, yeah, blankets and, and yeah, rags. And correct, 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 I, I correct. The, 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 you know, uh, mix and match of all the colors and they looked so pretty as well. Uh, so that was the last point, right? I mean, you know, you first did a hand-me-down. The uh, hand-me-down was the first Yeah, it was such a lovely then thing. Then it went to the, the last phase was yes. the bed sheet. And whatever the remnants was became rags. And, you know, so there was, you know, we, we used things... So today, because we are getting into this use and throw uh, kind of habit, 
uh, it's affecting us and right. it's, it's, it's kind of growing and it's uh, so we need to start re-looking at how we live our lives yes. question it and I think it's a growing uh, fad as well a lot of people are now wanting to live sustainable lives yes. I think the number that's that's so encouraging yes you, you feel motivated yourself yes, and people yes. are saying you know let's In, let's do something let's correct, let's make a change correct, and, correct. and like you always say that the like you have said i've i've read it somewhere that you believe what Mahatma gandhi said the change has to come 100 percent 100 percent it has to be what if you want to see change then you must be that change absolutely absolutely i i, I think that nobody could have said it better right, right. right. If you want to see the change, you have to be the change. You have to lead the change. I also believe very strongly in the power of one, right? Whether, I mean, and I, the great example is Mahatma Gandhi is one of them. Mother Teresa is another one of them. There are people who have started as a single individual, you know, and have had millions rally behind them to make that change happen. You can be that. What's stopping you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Richard, we've been speaking so far only about dry garbage. Now, wet garbage. Uh, let's take an example of me. I've heard so many people say, you know, composting is so good, composting is so good. I, if you're living in an apartment, it's not very easy to, yeah. to do, you know, to compost your wet garbage. Can you give us some tips on how it can, you can make it easier and you can make it feasible for everyone and it doesn't stink? Yeah. So, 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 yeah, it doesn't have to stink. Definitely doesn't have to stink. You know, the simple way you can start composting is by using only your vegetable peels. What, what is bad odors? Usually, if you use fish and meats into oh, it, right. uh, that's where the slightly larger, even that doesn't stink if you do it right. But for a starter, I would say just try. So, one of the easiest things to do is your tea powder, right? Yeah. You generate, you know, all Indian homes generate yes. a lot of tea powder every day. Yes. Start composting your tea powder and your vegetable peels. It's really simple. You don't, aerobic composting is the simplest thing to do. Just three steps. Ensure that there's enough of dry matter with your wet matter, right? So, the moment something gets extremely wet, it becomes anaerobic, right? And it yeah. cannot get oxygen. Right. And th then what happens is you start getting all kinds of foul odor. So if you keep it dry enough and if you mix it, the oxygen allows the microbes to live and they will, you know, do their, job. do their job and they will convert that into a hummus. So the first thing you need to do is get, uh, you know, whatever you get a bucket that is of a sufficient size. I think the paint boxes, let's reuse. Paint boxes absolutely works brilliant. Yes, They're the, the easy to ones, find. You know those big? Big, small, it doesn't matter. You know, I, I again, I was saying in when I, when I was living alone for a bit in Bombay, uh, and I just moved there and I didn't have anything with me, uh, I took an empty, I, I found an empty plastic can, mm -hmm. right? And I started composting in that. Okay. Because you really don't need too much. You just need a container. Any container will do. Right. It's just the size of the container that's important because the amount of waste that you put in needs time for it to convert into compost, right? right? So you never fill the container right up. You usually fill it just about 50%, at best 60%. Make sure it's layered with dry material. The simplest one I can you know, explain is sawdust. Uh, especially in India, it's easy to find sawdust. There are tons of mills around the place. But if you don't have sawdust, you can use uh, tiny bits of uh, you know, uh, newspaper. It's a good soak material. Oh. A lot of people talk about putting brown leaves, yeah. uh, but with leaves, uh, uh, my experience is often it doesn't absorb as much moisture. So and uh, 
Paper is a good is a good immediate solution, uh, but if you can get a little bag of sawdust, it it'll work like magic. If you want to do this in an apartment, especially, I would really uh, recommend that. And this is for the first bit, because once you get compost, you can reuse that compost as a soak material, right? So okay. it's it's just to produce that first couple of batches of compost that it's you like need this. Yeast. Yes, Not and then yeast. and then and then you just keep using it back again as a soak material, and you use some in your garden. You you know you compost more, and it's just a uh, process that that uh, you know. Uh, right. You you don't need to spend too much time with it. It doesn't take more than ten minutes a day. The simplest format of managing your wet waste is definitely composting. So uh, let uh, let me just ex from what I have understood from yeah. what I do at home. Yeah. So I take a. You know, I have the big paint box that I use. Correct. I put mud. Yes. All right, and then I put my vegetable peel and the fruit peel. Right. And uh, then and I put mud over it. You cover it again with soil. Yes, soil is also a good is a good, but it should be dry soil. It can't be very wet. You put another layer of soil, and you can keep doing this. What I recommend is a, a procedure where day one you put whether soil or sawdust or whatever you'd like at the bottom of it. Uh, then you put. Uh, you know, if you can get some compost from someone, then that would be a perfect first layer, right? Because it it has uh, bacteria that already can already. quickly start acting. Right. So if you can, but if not, even sawdust or whatever you need, you need some kind of a bedding material. Over there, even brown leaves work, mm -hmm. basically just a bedding material. Yeah. Then you start putting your uh, food waste and covering it up with whatever uh, dry material you have. The next day, before you put your waste, yeah. you stir this whole thing up. Right, so you mix it all up. It right. gets enough of aeration. Again, you put your waste, and again you put a dry. You need to put water. Not unless it's you know getting really dry. Yeah. But most of our food waste, so you know, has a lot of moisture in it as well. So the moment you add it over there, it will already become quite wet. Can I put in rice? I've eaten rice. Of course. It was full. Yeah. I haven't been able to finish the rice. Can uh, I put that? In the first place. I would I would recommend in future no, don't take, take as much, <laughs> but which is which is which which comes which starts yes. from the whole point of right. reduce. But yeah, if you have rice is definitely something that you can add to it. But rice has a lot of moisture. Remember that, right? Yeah. So that moisture needs to be absorbed by something. So you need some absorbent. Otherwise, it'll clump up. It'll become a kind of a ball, and then you know it'll start to become anaerobic, and then you'll get some foul odors. So simple thing is you need you need with your food waste you need some kind of a you know, uh, carbon material to soak up, soak up all the moisture. Keep the moisture. So, a simple litmus test. Uh, if you're not comfortable with doing it with your plain hands, then wear a you know glove. Uh, if you take the if you take the contents of your of your compost bin yeah. and you squeeze it, right? Water shouldn't drip. Oh. Okay. But your uh, glove should get wet. Yeah, your glove should get wet. That's 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 the perfect moisture content. If you want to check it. Uh, once you get used to it, you don't need to do it. You you can tell just by looking at it what's happening. Sometimes it goes a little over the top, especially if you're using non-veg waste. You'll get a few maggots in it. That's not a big deal. That's protein as well. Yeah. Just keep adding your soak material. Give it enough of uh, you know dry it up a little bit. The maggots will will so automatically look after them. If themselves. I don't have sawdust, I can use paper. Am I supposed to? Bits of paper? paper. So there are there are people. I mean, you know, at a more. Uh, so if you talk to a few scientists, they might reject this because they say that in paper there are inks and those oh. inks can be. But, you know, at a home level, 
Uh, it's I, a minuscule. It's a minuscule uh, issue, and if you're going to use it in your own potted plants, it's not such a big thing. Especially if you're using it for horticulture, it's right. really no problem at all. Right. Uh, so I, I I see their their concern that you know there are some inks which may have yeah. some amount of lead or other material. Yes. But it, it it's a simple solution for something that you have ready at hand. Yeah. Uh, alternatively, as I said, you can you know get a small bag of sawdust, sawdust. and keep it in your uh, balcony or yeah. wherever you have, and then just keep adding a little bit of that. Mix it next day, add more waste, put it on top. So composting is definitely the simplest solution. But like you said, you know a lot of people, uh, and you have to respect that as well. It's not their comfort zone, yeah. right? Uh, some of us are comfortable speaking on the mics like this yes. and other people will shy away they wouldn't be seen in front of you know uh, a camera or even an audience yes. right? so each one has their own strengths and weaknesses so for those who don't and this is a problem which we saw occurring in a lot of places and which is why we developed the whole rhino digester which is a simple bio, you know uh, a biodigester that allows you to directly put your food waste into it Mm -hmm. And the benefit there is a dual uh, benefit. The, so is it, is it a machine? It's a small uh, system. I wouldn't call it a machine. I'd rather call it a system right. where you put your waste into it. Yeah. The waste gets, uh, you know, converted uh, into, yeah, it's like crushed. It, yeah, it gets ground, yeah. it gets crushed, it gets put into a, uh, into a reactor. Uh, which is fully sealed, so you can't smell the odors. So we, we're treating it in an anaerobic condition, but because of which we're able to generate methane gas. And this methane gas is connected to your kitchen. So you start saving on your LPG costs, right? And you also get a digestate, which is compost. So it's a liquid compost. So you get it, it's a double whammy, right? So the investment is a little more compared to composting. As you said, you know, composting is really simple. You just take a bucket and you can start composting. For those who can do it, I say, please do it, because it's fantastic. If each one manages our own waste, that's the best way we can do. But if not, then we have a solution, which is we're setting these up in you know apartment complexes. We're setting these up for institutions. We're right now targeting a lot of the bulk waste generators, and we're putting the gas back into their canteens, mm -hmm. right? So they're saving about 30% on their gas cost. Uh, they're... they're uh, getting the, the liquid fertilizer which they can use in their green spaces. So it's a kind of a win-win and that's what won us the, the, the Prime Minister's Award for Innovation in Waste Management. Wow. So so you have both, you have alternatives. There are tons of alternatives. There's the Black Soldier Fly technology which people talk about which is not, but again it's labor intensive. It needs a little bit of, you know, uh, yes. you, you, you need to be able to, uh, uh, it needs slight bit of understanding on how the, the thing works. The simplest one, composting, biomethanation, I would say, you know, use these two. Uh, please do segregate your waste, number one. Your dry waste can then, and you know, look at how you can reduce your dry waste. Uh, number two, uh, your dry waste can definitely then go for recycling. Uh, number three is, uh, or number four <laughs> I'm at, is if you can't compost, then at least get into a community effort and set up a biodigester right. which can treat the waste in your own housing complex. It doesn't need a large truck. Imagine the number of trucks that have to carry your waste yeah. from one place to another. It's a lot of fuel being burnt. Treat it on your, on your premise. There's no odor, I can promise you. Uh, and of course, you, you'll also have, uh, you know, gas that can be used and save your LPG costs. So. Yeah, there are. Right. I think um, we have got 
a lot of information today. Yeah, I can and, imagine. Um, and there's lots actually, more. <laughs> actually forcing me to call you again soon. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's going to work. So we will be speaking with you soon. Yeah. Because what we've learned just in these few minutes, I mean, I think it's about 35, 40 minutes. It's, it's tremendous. Yes. And I am truly, truly, Richard, I am so motivated to go ahead with my composting, get my hands dirty, get my nails all filthy and black and stuff. Trust me, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It, it, it really isn't. And I'll be happy to come in and walk you through it uh, if you need any help. Uh, set it up for you, you know, uh, handhold it for a bit. And uh, yeah, sure. It's, it's the simplest thing to do. Trust me, it's the simplest thing to do. Right. So I have to say thank you to you and to all our listeners. A uh, big thank you and bye from Richard and from me and everyone here. Thank you. And the Navin Times and the Goa 365. Thanks for your time, for your patience. And we are going to speak with you soon. Looking forward right. to it. But I, I, I love speaking rubbish or about <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Richard. Bye-bye. All right. Take Until care. next time. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.